Hey modelers, welcome to the Model Geek Skill Modeling Podcast. Here, we will be discussing anything and everything as it relates to the world of scale modeling. Before we start, we would like to take a moment and thank all of you, the listeners out there, for your support. We would also like to thank our great sponsors for their support. Detailed Scale, Furball Aero Design, Tamiya USA, Sprue Brothers, and Basis by Bill. Please have a look at their websites and have a look at all their fine products. Now, buckle up and ride along as we journey into the world of scale modeling. We really hope that you will download and make us a part of your modeling bench sessions. Now, here are the geeks, Darren Cook, Scott Samo, Andrew Frill, and Andrew White. Hey, what's crack-a-lackin', Model Geeks? It's Frildo, and welcome to episode 43 of the Model Geeks podcast. And before we begin this episode, like the, the uh, OPSO came in and said there's a change to the flight schedule and said that the boss went down in the chocks, and it's up to us. Me flying lead in the, uh, the right wing, Wadi only got the left wing, and Nemo's in the, uh, the slot position. And like they say in show business, the show must go on. So, fellas, welcome. Hey, what's happening, man? Thanks, man. What's ha- what's what's happening? You, you ever see the Blues Fly a short show like that? Short or short-handed? Yeah, it's still yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's good. So it's not like oh man, they suck. It's I, like I, my wife. No. And I, we were down in Fort Lauderdale for their beach show, uh, the first season with the E models, and they uh, showed you know they showed up with a uh, three jets, you know, for the diamond. And my wife was kind of like, oh, is that new? Because they have the new jet. And I'm like, no, nah. one of them probably went down. And then about midway through the show, one of the solos went down. And, you know, so it was like a, a four-ship show. But like I said, I notice it because I'm a nerd and, and all that kind of stuff. But people on the beach, <laughs> they were still digging it, man. They were still in awe. Yeah. Even, I, I mean, some people get all upset because, like, if they you know, you go to the show and let's just say it's it's fairly overcast. And they're like, oh, they're not going to do their full show. I'm like, yeah, they're going to do the low show. Yeah, the low, low show. Low is better. Even, yeah. Even better. Closer. You know? Yeah. Lower and so, louder, man. Exactly. Lower and louder, yep. Yeah. So yeah. I was always excited when we go to the blues and, you know, it's like cloudy. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, all good. All right. So before we go on to what we're working on, just uh, old D-Ran has some stuff he had to take care of tonight and was not going to be able to join us. So the three amigos are going to press on and we'll bring you guys some good Model Geeks content for this evening. All right. It's a sweater! <laughs> what are they? Uh, improvise, adapt, and overcome. That's it. What's the key to naval supremacy? <laughs> Mad flex, right? Mad flex. Hey, man, brother. All right, let's go around the room. Let's hit up Nemo. What you working on, homie? Nothing. Nothing what? at the moment. Yeah, I know. Um, well, I've just, I don't know. I've just been busy, I guess. And so I haven't had a chance to actually either start something new or catch one of the squirrels out of the freaking cages or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, but I've got, I, I don't know. It's just tough because I kind of, there's a, some new stuff that I want to just crack in and start building something brand new but i feel you have like you know i don't know two or three squirrels that are just kind of staring at me looking all like 
crazy eyes. Like, you know, so I, I don't know um, what I'm going to start on next. Um, I've got like the EA6A is almost that's my it's vote. ready. It's ready for, I mean, it's in paint. It's already, it's in paint, but I'm just kind of bored with it now. Oh, I don't, man. I don't know why I just, I got to be motivated, man. I, it's, if I'm trying to work on something that I'm not motivated with, oh man, it's just, yeah, it's just not going to come just, out the way you want. Nah, yeah. No, no. So I, I thought actually today I was, uh, when I was driving from base, I was like, you know, I was, I had started a 30 second scale, the Hasegawa 30 second scale TA four J and I've already got the seats removed and the cockpits ready to be painted. And, and I've got decals for it. Granted, they're all mishmashed from 20 different sheets. Cause there's not a 32nd scale TA four J adversary sheet out there <coughs> at all. <coughs> subtle hints, subtle hints. Um, or maybe not so subtle, <laughs> man. I sure wish one of the decal companies, like Furball, would put out a thirty-second scale adversary sheet. That would be freaking. Anyway, it would be awesome. Anyway, um, so yeah, I I think I might start working on that. I've also got um, pretty far along uh, the thirty-second scale FW one ninety. The uh, it's an A six. It's the one with the black and white checkerboard nose. So I I might start working on that. So. We'll see, but um, it's been nice to not be like stressed with putting anything. You know, I'm just kind of like, eh, let's figure out what what inspires me, what motivates me, and then I'll probably, you know, eventually jump on something. Yeah, so, that's a good the, idea. At, yeah, so at the moment, I got nothing. Yeah, that's a good idea. What do you mean by you remove the seats? So I'm adding uh, the uh, the black box, right? Uh, seats. Yeah, yeah. So so you have to the the actual the lower part of the seat is, is molded. molded into gotcha. the yeah. cockpit so i had to cut it out create a new floorboard and the sidewall and all that good all right. stuff yeah. so but that's already it's already done and it's sanded glued primed looks good to go yeah seats fit perfect or the seats that gabe did which are freaking amazing i wish i had could find some more of these but they're who that, uh, that black didn't face hanger make those do they just do they not produce no, them anymore? They were they were black box. The ones that that I that I've used before, um, I haven't been able to find them. Well, um, hey Gabe, black box. <laughs> yeah, Gabe, you're <laughs> yeah. busy. Oh, yeah. Man. So anyway, yeah, but it's a and I mean that kit really, you know, there's not a whole lot of fiddly bits because it's it's just I'm gonna put a AMC iPod on the bottom. There you go, and, and that's it. You know, so we'll see. That was going to be my A4 build for the for Nats, but obviously I didn't I didn't make it. Oh, that one. <laughs> speaking of A4s, we got something to mention later on in the show Ooh, when we get the new stuff. Man, you bet. I'll, man. I won't, I'm not going to steal your thunder. Yeah, we'll have to quiet. wait for that anyway. One. So I mean, I got ideas of what I'm going to be working. I mean, I got stuff that I'm working on. Just nothing like sitting on the bench actively in the process of you know, working on it. So I always anyway. found that was a good time. Whenever I would finish a project, that's when I would straighten everything up, wipe your bench down. Cause you got the little nubs that you cut off the you know, parts oh, yeah. and sanding dust and stuff like that. You always wipe it down and then you put all your stuff away. And then next thing you know, you can't find anything. You're like, dang it. Where'd I put those tweezers? I know they're here somewhere. <laughs> you're looking around for 20 minutes for something. Cause you put oh, it away. I'm laughing. Cause it's just like, I yeah exactly. I've already I've already, I can't find this one little needle tool that I've and, and I just was using it. I, I don't know what I did with it because I cleaned my bench. 
<laughs> so now I lost it. Probably like slipped into the trash can or something. Anyway, anyway, yeah, man. Uh, not a whole, not going anything on the bench right now. But obviously, those things I talked about, one of those will make it on sooner or later. All right, cool. Whitey, what are you working on over there? All right, I got a. Uh, I think I might have mentioned this during our Facebook Live thing the other night, Saturday night when we were all hanging out. Uh, kind of a slammer build T34B Mentor, the uh, mini craft kit, uh, the the Navy version. Yeah. Kind of a, uh, you know, I have a few extensive projects that I have planned in my head f- for this coming up winter. Uh, as if I would get through more than one, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, some, especially some of the ones that I have in mind. Um, well, do tell. But it, it, you know, I, I wanted to just do something fast. Uh, after you know, stretching out that fury build and everything else that I was working on, so I was like, oh, let me grab something real quick that I can not bang together in a weekend or anything like that. But you know, something that's not. You're fury, sharp looking dude. Yeah. Thanks, man. Uh, so that's what I'm in work on. And, that, and that's a nice little kit, those T-34s, um, whether it be the A model or the B. And, you know, they, they're they pretty nicely detailed. And if you ever wanted to really geek out with, um, you know, the, the civilian versions, they, they have all the parts available to do a civilian version too, like three, uh, three-bladed props and, uh, you know, different, um, I think, nav-like configurations and things like that. Antenna, you know, antenna, uh, uh, configurations also um but i just want to do a, a straight up trainer from the 50s uh out of softly uh, down there in peacole area so that's what i'm gonna do cool Slap that together put some yellow on it call it call it good that'd be cool with the uh od anti-glare panel on the nose you know i was looking at photos and let me i mentioned this too that i think the other night finding photos of in period t-34s especially the bravos is not easy I mean, <laughs> you hit, you put T thirty four Bravo mentor in, in, into into Google, and you're gonna get a bunch of air show airplanes. Ah, uh, um, yeah. But the old replica and scale blog had a uh, you know I came across and they had a, a series of photos from Whiting, Whiting Field, and from Softly Field from that era that I want to do. And I noticed like the Whiting Field aircraft, and those were identified with the uh, Whiskey Charlie tail code. They the photos in there of them have the OD okay. um, anti-glare panel. But then when I'm looking at the softly ones, uh, softly field had a, a two Sierra uh, tail code. Um, they seem to be flat black. Um, so I'm, gonna, I'm probably just going to roll flat. You know, that's what the call out is for the, for the kit. Uh, but I, you know, I kind of do like that OD look though. So I might, I might just use a little quote autistic license and go with the OD. There you go uh, on, on the anti glare. Yeah, man, make it make it look what you how you want it to look. I mean, yeah. there's no who knows that maybe some of them were painted OD. You know, yeah, exactly. It could have been. I'll tell you what. There's this one photo of the of the flight line at Softly Field, and there's got to be, golly, there's got to be 150 of these things lined yeah. up out there. <laughs> A bunch. And uh, and you know if you want it, you know they're quite weathered as well. You know because with that many airplanes, you're not keeping them all crisp and clean and you know like we like when you when you see a, a bravo at an air show it's always nice and clean of course because if i owned one i'd keep it that way uh but these ones there is some some nice weathering uh around the cowling and the wheel wells and things like that 
And um, also, you know, most of them have a natural metal frame, vice yellow, which is kind of cool looking, you know, just kind of a, you know, contrast, Yeah, I guess. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to bang that together. The cockpit's pretty, pretty nicely detailed. Um, the instrument panel just has the uh, bezels. There's no engraved instruments. So I went ahead and punched out a bunch of dials um, for the uh, for the instrument panels to, to dress them up. Doesn't Yahoo make some uh, instrument panels for that kit? I don't think so because, I mean, huh. I, I searched around because I was the other day looking for masks for the yeah. uh, canopy, which, um, you know, I, I like to use a mask. And if it's already pre-cut, sign me up. I'm buying it. Yeah. Um, but uh, no one makes one for that. You know, so I'll just have to roll with good old Tamiya tape and an X-Acto knife and do it that way, old-fashioned way. Yep, old school. Um, but while I was searching for that, though, I didn't, I didn't come across. There's not really a lot of aftermarket out there. Really? There's decal sheets by Caracal, um, which he does one of the options is the softly feel, which is exactly what comes in. The, the decals in the kit are pretty nicely printed. So I'm gonna, I'm, I'm going to try those, if and hopefully they'll work out fine. Yeah, I think those those kits come with like cardiograph printed decals or something. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. They are pretty sharp looking. <clears throat> That's cool. Anything else then? Nah, you want to share with our listeners? I mean, what's, the, work on. what's what's the what's the what's the potential? Oh, there. Uh, you know, later in the, I was know? just kind of making got a, an idea. a mental list in my head the other day and uh, you know, I, I, I want to do an E2 Hawkeye this year and there get that thing done. Probably won't go to Nats with me just because traveling on an airplane with something like that will be a, a hassle. It's kind of big. Uh, so I got a, like a lot of large scale stuff in my head. B29. I want to do a Nola Gay and I want to do it right with the silver plate conversion. Um, You're going to do like a little diorama with it, aren't you? I plan on it. Like, you know, I'm, you know, we can probably talk about this a little bit. Displaying models on a base, whether it be a quote, call it a diorama or just a, you know, I want to put it on a base, of course. And, um, you know, I want to do it post-mission, right? Right when I come back um, with the crew hanging out, you know, they, there's some great photos online of, the, of, of that because, you know, they come home to a little bit of fanfare, you know, uh, General, uh, God, I'm going to forget his name, Spats, I believe it was, was right there on the flight line to give old boys DFC. And the crew is in the background just kind of looking on like, oh, hey, look, the skipper's getting a <laughs> getting an award. And they're over there like, you know, there's no shit like plug and cover in the bird, just like we would, you know, would typically post flight the bird, you know. So that's how I kind of want to configure with the ground pounders hanging out and the crew, uh, you know, coming off. Um, you know, I, I want to open up the back door and have the ladder there and have those guys coming out and, you know, gathering their gear together to, to get go head off to debrief or whatever. Um, I even thought of like, uh, you know, I have the, I've read a couple of books on, on these, th- on, on the mission. Right. And, um, so the guy in the back be, uh, Lieutenant Beezer, he flew on both, both missions as the, uh, ECM operator, um, you know, big brain, big nerds, you know, operating that gear. And so I, I even thought about having like some, some, some dudes in lab coats out there. <laughs> 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 Come on, buddy. How, how did it all work? And all that kind of stuff. You cool. Know? Um, Anyway, yeah, so that, uh, the CP-107 Argus is another project I'd like to get rolling into. That's going to be a good two-year project. That's not, that, that's one I know I'm not going to work straight through on because yeah. um, it's, that's, that's pretty complex. A lot, of, uh, a lot of cutting, a lot of filling, 
a lot of sanding. <laughs> so rescribing. Yeah, rescribing. That's not something I'm not gonna I'm not gonna press straight through like I typically like to. Uh, not with that one. Um, you know, then there's you know I'd like to just do a straight up you know B fifty two from the Cold War, uh, like eighties Cold War scheme, that psyop scheme. Yeah, um, I think that those are kind of cool. Um, I, I kind of wouldn't mind doing a KC one thirty five along with it, maybe tanking, you know, something like that. I don't know. All those, you know, we all do it. We all yeah. envision these things in our heads. And, oh man, that's a project I want to do, and I'll get to it, you know. And and then <laughs> hopefully you sometimes some you get to it at some point, you know. Yeah, we're not getting any younger. Or they'll take you like seventeen years to you start it, and it takes you seventeen years to finally <laughs> finish it, man. Yep. You know? Yeah, man. It's crazy. <laughs> is that it? That is all for now, man. Yep. All oh, right on. Um, and as for me, I'm still working on the um, the Tamiya 48 scale P38J. I am glad to say that I just checked my seams earlier. My seams are all good, and I'm doing the last minute um, fiddly stuff that go inside. Like the gun sight gets mounted inside the windscreen, and the uh, there's like a bar that goes in the back where the radios are, the top of the canopy. I got that painted. Got to glue that into the canopy. I've got the canopy. Sp- uh, painted green on the in- interior, green on the inside. Because I like to paint the inside of the canopies if I can, because I just think that when you, when you don't, you know, like you hold, you know, the canopies open. I just think it gets it's shiny because the clear plastic, you know, that you, you know, it's just kind of if you paint on the outside, you get that little. And so, if I can, I'll try to mask off the inside of the canopy if it's easy enough. And hopefully here this week, because I'm going out of town this weekend, I hope to have it the base metal down. And let it sit while I'm gone, so it have a couple days to sit and cure and harden. And I'll come back and I'll fade some panels and stuff like that. And um, after our show on on uh, what was it Friday Saturday, the uh, one of the uh, listeners reached out to me, and his name was uh, let me find it, Jeremy Moore. And he's like, "Hey, dude, I'm building the same kit." You know, he sent me some pictures of his, which is looking really nice. And he was like, yeah, he's using the decals from the Edward um, boxing of the lightning kit that they did with the Academy plastic with the Edward stuff. Yep. And so he's using one of their marking options. And so we got to talking and uh, and he had mentioned like some of the little little hiccups I had with with my bill. He had the same exact ones. So like the wingtips didn't fit the best. So you had to do a little little bit of filler around the wingtips just to get them to fit and look right. And uh, another thing was some of the panels didn't sit exactly flush. So you had to put a little care into making do a lot of dry fitting to make sure when you put them in the little recesses that they fit nice and flush with the rest of the, the cowling and just stuff like that. And I wish like Tamiya's wheels in this kit are beautiful, except they're molded in halves. And so yeah. to take care of that seam, you, got to sand away all that tread detail and then you got to sit there and you got to line you know some tape or something like your scriber and you have to put those tread marks back in for the tire and so i broke down and bought some uh i got some brazen wheels for it so i i I had to do that on when i built the p51 i used the kit tires that have the 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 diamond tread Mm -hmm. and all i used is um just a saw blade, those really thin saw blades in an X-Acto handle and just 
repaired. I sanded off just the, the actual seam where the two halves come together, made sure they were lined up. So then all I had to do is just barely sand that seam and then yeah. took the exacto blade or not the blade, but just, you know, the, the saw with the handle and just, just cut the new and, but it was easy. I, it, it, yeah. I mean, I, I like did to the kit. Minutes. Yeah. I mean, I did to like the, the mains were fine. It was the nose that I had a hard, that I had a hard time. Gotcha. And so I was like, oh man, just give me a nose wheel. So yeah, I got some wheels to mess around with to get to put on it. So cool. I got that. So hopefully I'll have that thing in, uh, in paint. And I think what I'm going to use for my base color will be a uh, LP 11 that, uh, silver Tamiya that their lacquer silver they have extreme metal. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll use that, but I won't, I want to put that down as my base. I think cause it's a, it's a Tamiya enamel and I think it would be good to, it would, I think it would be a good base and then I can come in with that extreme metal and just hit a different, you know, a couple different panels just to kind of show some difference, some panel differentiation. Uh, so one thing I know Justin and I, this is what we like to use is um, like, for example, when I did the, the engines on the SU 27. So I use the, you know, whatever metal you want to use, you know, I used uh, MRP silver, but then I just used really thin black and brown, like really thin, like 90% thinner, 10% paint and just use the black to shade. Mm-hmm. And it, it same effect, but it oh, was okay. just easy. It's easier to use, and uh, when you polish it, it gives a it gives this really cool looking like metallic patina to it. So just just try on a mule. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. See what you like? Um, that's that's yeah. So then you don't have to. It's just easier spraying, and and you it's very, you have um it's easy to work with. Yeah. Uh, whereas the silver stuff, it just. You know, if you're spraying metalizer on top of metalizer and it just, I mean, that, again, that's just kind of what worked for me, but try it, try it on a mule and see what you'll see if you like it. Yeah, that's, that's always, Justin, I use it. So yeah, I've always won a natural metal P38. So I figure I'd do that with this. And so, yeah, I'll, cool, I'll give it a shot and try it out and stuff and see. Yep. Yeah. Good luck. Well, thanks, but it's coming along and it should be done this year, hopefully. <laughs> and, uh, and Jeremy did point out one thing that the Tammy I forgot to put in their J instructions is the uh the intercooler that goes in the wheel well. That the parts are there, they just forgot and it's in the the uh G and H kit, but they just forgot to put it into the J kit instructions. What? Yeah, so something So you're for, telling me to me instructions are wrong? No, I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm just Uh-oh. saying that, uh, you know, because as again, like while I was t- talking about, I think it was the last episode, you know, about using museum aircraft as an example of what to base your your model off of, because uh, gotcha. A lot of times, the museum airplanes they got volunteers that don't know anything about airplanes, and they're out there with gray paint, and they're just painting whatever gray. And then you get a lot of uh. Even if it's a restored aircraft, it's exactly. flying. It may not even it. You know what was that intercooler used for? You know, do they even need that if you're just flying thing for air shows? Right, exactly. Um, you know, <clears throat> I, I'm sure there's superchargers are not functional either when it comes to flying air show birds. You know, you're not. So they may not have needed them. You're for, not at thirty thousand feet with the thing. You know. Yeah, that's true. So, so that's what I got going on with the P thirty eight coming along good, and. uh 
I'm still working along on my super secret squirrel project. It's making good progress. And <laughs> so I'm it? getting, I can't say not till oh. I'm authorized. <laughs> I know, I know I got to keep it hush hush. And uh, right. so I've got some cool stuff for it. So I'm getting ready to start on the cockpit. And so once I get that people done. People speculate when you do that. Well, if you see hey. squirrel, you say nothing. I know, man. Nothing. We I know, but exist. I know. I know. <laughs> well, no, that, it's not double secret probation. It's just super secret. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, double uh, secret. Quadruple, triple dog, dare you secret. Yep. Got and it. Uh, I'm still, I got to finish up Justin's P3. It's sitting over there looking at me, asking me to finish it. And uh, I got a couple 72 scale kits that I got to bang out real quick for a buddy of mine. What? Yeah. 72nd scale. That's against the rules. Just do like rush jobs on them. Yeah. yeah. I, I can say that because he's not going to be listening to this. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's what I was going to do. You know, just boom, 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 boom. <laughs> you know, it's the 72 Hasegawa A6, F18, and F14. Uh, and okay. so I'm just going to whiz bang those together and get those to him. And so that's my goal to finish out the year. And then that way, come January, or if I get it done earlier, I can start fresh. And I've got like like why he said I've got you know ideas rolling around in my head that I want to do next, and there's stuff that keeps coming up that list, pushing further and further up the list. So squirrels, man, Those they are man. Bastards will pop out from everywhere. They will, man. The problem you got to watch them. Stuff that keeps coming out. I yes, know. I know. Good man. Segue. Yep. <laughs> Very good segue. But before we get to that, let's hear from Rock and our good friends over at Detail and Scale. Hi, Model Geeks. Rock Rosak of Detail and Scale here. I know a lot of you have heard about the Edward 148th Scale F4F-3 Wildcat kit they released this summer. By all accounts, this is a great kit, and it's going to be the first in a series of kits of the various Wildcat variants. What you might not know is that there is a Detail and Scale series book on the Wildcat 2, and no one building the new Edward kit should be without it. It's our book, F4F and FM Wildcat in detail and scale. The book chronicles the origins, development, and production history of the Wildcat, and also gives a thorough overview of the operational history of this important World War II Navy fighter. In fact, it was the only United States Navy fighter to serve operationally from the attack on Pearl Harbor until VJ Day in 1945. The Dash 3 variant was the first operational model of the Wildcat, and it was built in three major production groups. All of the detail a modeler needs to construct an accurate F4F-3 fighter is provided in our book. The book has over 240 high-resolution photographs, 110 of which cover the details of all of the Wildcat variants. Plus, there are more than 20 full-color profiles, line drawings of each variant, and even a chapter on wildcat paint schemes and colors. The book concludes with our normal modeler section that looks at the available wildcat kits prior to the new Edward offer. The new Edward wildcat kit is the first in a series, and no matter what additional wildcats they bring to market, you will already have all the coverage you'll need in our F4F and FM wildcat in detail and scale book. F4F and FM Wildcat in detail and scale sells for $12.99 in its digital editions, 
while the print book sells for $19.99. Visit our website at www.detailandscale.com for more information. And now, back to the Model Geeks Podcast. All right, well, go ahead, since it was already briefly mentioned. What's some of the new stuff that's like on the streets that you guys have seen? Whitey, what you got? Or Nemo, I, go ahead. I haven't heard anything. There's nothing. What? Nothing what? New, You've been right? living under a rock? Nothing new. Oh, it is wait, great hold on. To be, wait. It's, it's great to be a model builder. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't want to steal your thunder. You you say it, although everybody already knows. But Yeah, well, just a couple days ago, like I think, what, yesterday, right? It was dropped on um, Facebook that Jet Mads is coming out with a 1-18th scale a4e slash f skyhawk yeah that'll be cool man i, I really i hope they i hope they do it though like for real well they you know? did the, i mean you know they do because i got their d588 sky streak okay and that was beautiful kit it's 3d printed and resin and their next kit up was going to be a p2v but they asked the people that they, they, they pulled the audience and said, hey, we got this Vigan that we want to do as well in 30-second scale. And people were like, oh, do the Vigan. So they got, you know, a lot of votes for the Vigan. And so they went and popped out a 32-scale Vigan. So they're putting them out, and they're based out of Turkey. Wow. So, but yeah, yeah they got I'll, a I'll 30, definitely buy one just for fun, you know? Yeah, 32-scale P2V Neptune, man. Better clear the bench for that sucker. Yeah, that's that'd be ginormous because even that seventy second scale kit's huge, you know. Yeah, like, man, a, a one eighteen scale A four. Yeah. Ow, this damn elephant in the room keeps like bumping into me. <laughs> yes, okay. And also, too, Tamia announced that they are coming out with a brand new one forty eight scale F thirty five A. Man, that's gonna be awesome! I can't wait yeah. to see it. The build up shots look really good. Yep. Oh, holy crap, man. Like the the weapons bay underneath, and I know Whitey, your favorite. The what? What's the pilot. The oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The pilot yeah. and the seat. <laughs> yeah, the pilot and the seat look sharp, yeah. man. You know, I mean uh, you know, the build up that was on their uh, page, you know, of the of the pilot figure. I mean, it doesn't just look like a stooge sitting in a chair. You know what I mean? It looks like it looks like yeah. a guy sitting in the cockpit. You know, so that that that's what I like. Like about it. good enough that yeah. even I'm like, I might close the canopy, put the pilot in there. And, well, it's got that big goofy helmet that they wear. Too. Yeah, not goofy, but that really like yeah. Star yeah. Wars thirty thousand dollar helmet or whatever it's called. Yeah, or yeah. however it costs. Yeah. Yeah, because the the pilot and the I, I I do I have to admit like I'm normally a canopy open guy, but it opening like the the way it opens I just I think it looks forward opening like numb. that. It is yeah. kind of funky that they did it like that. Yeah. I wonder what the uh, engineering thought process was there. I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know. I don't know. It's crazy. I I just yeah. think it looks dumb. So that's why if I build one, <laughs> I want to build it closed. <laughs> uh. Man, they yeah. didn't they didn't pull the modelers when the engine no, they didn't know. Them, did they? Yeah. How will it look in forty eight scale? Do yeah. we really want to go that way? Yeah, yeah. No. no. Let's make it open. In, let's <laughs> let's make it open sideways. Uh, now that would be cool if it did sideways, like how the T forty five opens. That'd be all right. But yeah, four yeah. just looks just looks dumb. 
I wonder why Ford. I wonder. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I'd like to ask talk somebody. The engineers and see, yeah. see how that uh, came about. You know, Weird. the um, the prototype B model used to be down the street from us, and it well, it's it's up there, dude. If I hear you, we were checking it out the other day when we were up there. And I, yeah. I, I'd have to go back and look at my photos, but I, I believe that one was a two piece canopy that opened in a traditional manner. But I'd have huh. to go back and I'd have to go back and. Look. Oh really? Um, one thing Gabe and I noticed, you know, just looking at it was, um, the, uh, all the off the shelf components that they use to build uh, up the prototype. Like it has a F-15 nose gear and a six intruder, um, like mains, a six or or F-14. Definitely Grumman. I think uh, both of those are, aren't they pretty much the same, very similar kind of looking? I think it was, it it was, God damn. I want to say it was F-14 gear. I don't know. No. I'd have to go back. I'd, I'd have to go back and look at photos, but it's definitely either one of those. But no doubt the F fifteen nose gear, man. Uh, so wow. kind of interesting stuff like that. And yeah, then the man. seat was a stencil seat in it, like a Harrier seat. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow, weird. Anyway, cool. Where are we? It's going to be. Hits. Yeah, it's going to be the the new F thirty five is going to be cool. I'll definitely grab one. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'll get one. Cool. Sure, why not? I know some people squawking about the Ram. Is you know, just build it. Whatever. There you go. Have yeah. fun and build it. Smile on your face, knowing that you can just throw some glue and some paint and a pair of cutters in a box, shake it up, yeah. and you're going to have this F35A that's just going to pop out of the box. Now, hopefully, they'll roll with the C model, do the Navy version. Oh yes, hope so you know. hope so. Yeah. And then, uh, Great Wall Hobby has reannounced or updated that their 148 scale F14B is supposed to come out soon. I know they mentioned this like what like 2 years ago they were having one and yeah. crickets. And then also didn't they have a, a 48 scale A10? I think they're supposed yes. to come out with. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they got that coming too, so I wonder if it's going to be like the early Desert Storm type 80s or like the newer A10C. They just know. said A10A, right? I think it was a C. If I'm not mistaken, uh, I can't remember, but it said A10. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, obviously, I always am like, yeah, do the Desert Storm version first. <laughs> you know, same thing with like the F4G, the the Zoki Mira kit, you know, but they didn't. They did the early 80s, mid 80s F4G. And it's just well, one decal option in the kit. You're kind of like, hmm, all right. Well, I don't want to do that one. What are your initial impressions on that kit? Because you did a the viewers a solid and kind of gave us a quick rundown. Yeah, the other night. I would say that um, overall it's beautiful looking. Um, the only parts that I'm just little scratching my head just a, a little bit is um, the weapons. Like you get two harms, a bunch of sidewinders, a bunch of sparrows, and that's it. You get fuel tanks, so you get a main and then the two wingtip tanks, but your outboard, you know, tanks. But you don't get you don't get any of the cool. You don't get a Shrike. Um, you don't get um, there's that other kind of larger AGM missile that 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 comes that, that's sort of like when I think of an F4G, that's kind of what I think of. Um, you don't get any of those. You don't get either of those. And uh, but you do get two different EC, um, eight. I guess it's um, the ALQ pods. You get yeah. the, the longer and then the shorter version as well. So 
So that's kind of cool, but it, it it's definitely, it's really pretty looking. The seats look good. The detail looks good. The panel lines look fantastic. Uh, texture is a little pebbly. Just, I mean, just a little bit though. I mean, I'm nitpicking here. I'm sure under a coat of paint, it'll look fine. Um, but yeah, so um, I, it, the flaps and the slats look good. Um, and you know, gear looks solid. So I, I think it's going to be nice. What, what are many more pros than cons? The only cons I give are one decal option and not enough weapons. That's the only real. That's fair enough. Box I'm seeing, but certainly looks good. Yeah. And then another thing that I'm kind of excited about, like the Arvo Lancaster border models has the forward cockpit section out coming out soon of its like a, as a standalone model. Yeah, I, I wonder if it's just very, it's just the same thing as their thirty second scale. It's just like they cut the nose off or something. Yeah, I, I think so. Wow, cool. I just love the way that oil canning effect looks on it. I think it looks really yeah, sharp. Yeah, leave it to Darren. He's probably going to win the damn thing at the raffle <laughs> yeah, the rap- for Marauder yep. Con. He'll he'll spend like fifty cents on a ticket and he'll win a six hundred dollar model, which is not fair. Wait. And one more kit that I saw that caught my eye was the was that trumpeter has released a one thirty second scale F thirty five C. Oh yeah, man. I wonder I'm getting one. I wonder how that's gonna look. I think it looks pretty good from what I understand. Yeah, people are saying it looks pretty decent. And just back up to the uh Tamiya F thirty five A real quick. You know, kind of a uh, perfect timing for furball aero design. They just dropped the sheet for the F thirty five A's. That's pretty expensive. They are selling fast, man. Yeah. So I talked to Jeff the other day. He's like, they are almost sold out. Did you so get one? Get on them. Why you can't? I did. <laughs> I yeah. just ordered it today. Good idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys grab one? I didn't no, grab I'll, one I'll, yet. I probably no. will, I'm sure. But yeah. it's got the Vermont Air, Air God dudes on this. So I'm, I'm gonna that that's what I want to build is one of the one of the jets. Yeah, I think you can do like it's got an option for like 26 different wow. F-35s. Yeah, it's all, yeah, there's some foreign ones on there too as well, right? Yep. Yeah, I yep. think so. Yep. Good. Nope, you heard it here first, folks. It's a great time to be a modeler. There's all kinds of stuff out there. <laughs> yeah. Also, HK models, they got 48-scale B-25s coming. Yep, I saw that too. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, D-Ran and Carlos cool. Danger were going back and forth about putting in an order for some i believe <laughs> carlos danger <laughs> uh it's awesome carlos danger gave me a ton of books man so again thanks colin <laughs> and then keeping up with the you know new kids on the streets what have you guys picked up anything new nemo you get anything well uh, other than the nothing other than the um zoki mirror 148 f4g that came in the mail this week that's 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 it for me. So we have lamented enough on that one. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I will pass the rest of my time for the white man. Whitey, what'd you get? Uh, no purchases here this week for me or this, you know, by week or whatever we're on. Um, no, nothing, nothing new. Well, There's just nothing ooh. out there. I want, well, <laughs> ooh, 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 I forgot. I did order. I did order one other one. So, a little thing popped up on my, I think it was either email or Facebook or whatever. If you bought the uh, 
if you ordered the 30 second or no 24 scale mark nine from airfix uh then you got this i don't know art print as well so I was oh, like, there oh you sucker go. so i i ordered one of those it wasn't that bad it was like a hundred dollars um i mean who knows when it's going to get here but evidently my quote order is in oh. <laughs> so i don't know when it'll get here but i did order one well that's cool man as for me i didn't really have anything until today actually Uh-oh. i happened to be looking around and i remembered that darren said that uh the AOA decals uh, H60 sheets and 35th scale were dropping today. Oh, did you so I jumped on his. Yeah, I did. I jumped. I jumped <laughs> on his site and I picked up uh, all three of them: the stencils, cool, and the uh, part one and part two for all. He covers all different 60 variants, from the Bravo up to the Sierra. So yeah, those are those are really cool looking sheets, man, and super unique i would i would suspect that those would because I, I think that those are like the only aftermarket fifth scale um sheet and you know they'll work for the academy sierra as well yep. so if you can't get your hands on the kinetic one the, the academy one is out there yep 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 cool. and uh and so then i saw a caracal you know he sends out his email if you're on his uh yeah. mailing list and he came out, well, he's pre he set the pre-orders up for the uh, RC-135 and KC-135, uh, like common markings, like stars and bars, intakes, stencils, that cool. kind of thing. And the, uh, I ordered also, did got his, uh, the RW-135C sheet in, uh, for 144 scale. Because so I forgot who, we talked about it before, but someone makes a 1144 scale, a kit of that. Rodden does. That's it, Rodden, yeah. And so yeah. I want to pick up one of those, man. I think it looks cool with those side blisters on the side and all those antennas and stuff hanging off of it. Yeah. And See, that's another project I want to do. 72nd scale, big. Now, AMT Ertl released that in 72 scale, didn't they? Wasn't that part of their yeah. KC or their yeah, 135 line? There's some pretty cool aftermarket stuff out there to do the upgrade with the CFM engines. Um. And uh, different nose, uh, you know, and and side blister mods. Uh, yeah, that, that, those uh, all those one thirty five seven zero series e birds, man. There's just shit tons you could do that. Uh, uh, you know, God knows if I had nothing else to do, I'd I'd have a whole collection of those going. You know, it's just a one of those airplanes that you can just do a bunch a bunch of mods with and weird yeah. configurations. You know the Riv joint, the Cobra balls, the goddamn the Snoopy nose ones. Used to see those out of Edwards a lot. There was a company back in like the mid nineties, late nineties, came out with a, a seventy-two scale one of that droopy nose one. Yeah, man, nose. And for the lot, they made the the ones that made those P forties too. It had the molding was wrong on the fuselage, and if you mailed in the the barcode oh. off the box they sent you a replacement fuselage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those I, guys. I can't, I can't remember what the name of that company. I can see it in my head. Me too, man. I can see the box. <laughs> I just can't see the name. And uh, I finally broke down and was happening to be looking around. Was on Big Plane Kit's website. And Uh-oh. don't tell the wife this. Uh-oh. But guess what was back in stock? Uh-oh. A 72 scale P8 Poseidon. What? And so... Snack you know, one? Pulled on, I did. I did. I yeah. peeped on one today. 
What was like, it? What, what is that? Four hours ago. For? 119.90. Oh, geez. And the way, because I got it from Big Plane Kits, I guess you put your order in and then they send you an email with like, hey, boom, here's your total. Yeah. And how you want to pay. So I'm waiting for the, the pay email to come gotcha. in so I can gotcha. get these guys sign over my uh, direct deposit to them. Cool, man. But that is it. <laughs> be That's going to be it till MarauderCon. Good deal. I'll have to pick, a, I'll, I'll be picking myself up a P8 as well. What the heck? You know, I turn <laughs> wrenches on them a little bit, so. And it's I have maritime, it. It's a maritime patrol bird. So it is. It is. Know. And uh, I'm. there may or may not be some aftermarket decals for it in the future. Let's just leave it at that. So well, I know they're, like, they're, um, they're coming I'm, out with some. I'm sure there's going to be companies yeah. banging so on. So they're going to be like, oh, yeah. If anything, let's just get like an all USN sheet. Because I think all the squadrons now are all. Yeah, yeah, I think all the regular Navy squadrons are all P8s no more. Yeah, P3s are gone. Yeah, VP69, they transition. You know, like say you got the, the EP guys, and then you have uh, you know, the VX guys down the street here at NRL, VXS. Well, otherwise, otherwise, there ain't no... They're all gone, man. Wow. Well, 69 is still around. No, they, they're not. I thought they don't transition until next year. No, they, they, they sun down their P3s like last month, man. Did they? I know 62 did down Jack's. Yeah. Guys up in Whidbey had done with them. What? Man. <laughs> when I was up there for the, uh, when I was up there for the, uh, Natops conference a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. They had like two of them sitting down the end of the flight line. That Otherwise, was it. it was, you look out there and it's nothing but P8s. And uh, then you have it, the EPs are up there, of course. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we were talking about the, the EP3. Uh, is supposed to sundown in 2025, but good luck with that. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Got nothing to replace it with. Nope. True. Well, they they do. It just yeah. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Next topic. (laughs) Yeah, man. (laughs) Hey, modelers, have you ever struggled with how to display a contest-winning model or a project you completed after many years of work? How about protecting a model you built for a veteran or a family member? Well, Basis by Bill has a solution. Their museum-quality display cases are the perfect way to protect and enhance that special model. Built by modelers for modelers, bases by built display cases are available for any type of model and for any size. Check out their website at basisbybuild.com to see their new range of Astro cases, available in 18 different sizes, or to get your own custom-built display case quote. Use the code GEEKS at checkout to apply a 10% listener discount to your order. That code again is GEEKS for 10% off. Bases by Bill for all your display model case needs. So before I get on to the local show, I just want to get a quick plug for the Nats. It's going to be held August 2nd through the 5th in San Marcos, Texas. And from, I don't know if those pictures of the awards were leaked, but man, oh man, if you are jonesing for an award, I think those are the ones to get because I think they're like belt buckles. And then if you get one of the best ofs, it's a no shit belt buckle. Like a no kidding working belt buckle. Like rodeo style. Yeah, rodeo rodeo style style. dinner plate belt buckle. Like the the uninitiated out there, you know, if if you live down in the Southwest or whatever, you know. How cool would that be? Google rodeo belt buckles, I guess, to get an idea of what these awards are. Or AKA dinner platter on your. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
stomach. <laughs> if I was ever lucky enough to get one of those, I would wear that sucker. Oh, it's a rule, man. <laughs> Half. I would wear it, put my thumbs in the front when I stand there, you know, just. You might even have to throw a dip in, you know, or something. Maybe get me a cowboy hat. Hey, man, where'd you get that buckle? I wanted it a model show. Yeah. Well, isn't that like, you know, th- that's the deal, right? You don't just go buy a rodeo bell bell No, you, you, you earn it. Yeah, right? you, you win it. win those yeah. things. Yeah. But they, I mean. Or at least that's how. Unless, you can buy. Unless a, you're a sidewalk cowboy. You can buy a, <laughs> a big belt buckle, you know. But the, like the actual rodeo ones, yeah, you got to win them. But you could go, go to a Western store and. Buy boots, yeah, sure. buy a hat, no. buy a big old belt buckle. Big old buckle. <laughs> when I lived out in Oklahoma with Tacomo, I flew with a guy who was a uh, a bear bronc rider. Oh, geez. Which, being from Boston, I was not familiar with. <laughs> <laughs> so him and I, you know, on on our long flights, we'd get talking about, you know, what we, you know, hobbies and things like that. And this guy, Brian, he's from Wyoming. He was a no shit cowboy. And, uh, um, so that's what he did, like as a hobby was, you know, a lot of guys that were in Tacoma at the time, they took orders there just to live in the West like that. Wow. And I'll tell you what, it, it was fun to live out there. Um, but he was trying to get me into it because <laughs> he, he wanted to market me as like this Yankee who come in from Boston <laughs> to ride Bronx. And I was like, there's no way in hell you get my ass out of yeah, fucking Bronco, you know? I can barely sit on one that's walking or trotting, a, much less we, trying to kick my ass <laughs> off. Holy jeez. We had a guy in the squadron who, uh, I don't I don't know where he was from, but he was, uh, you know, he, always in the Western gear. Like, to look at him, you'd be like, oh, man, this dude's a no-shit cowboy, too, right? And uh, and Brian used to call him out all the time, call him, what I say earlier, like a sidewalk cowboy. They had yeah. another name for it. It was, it was, it was like, hilarious. Like dime PG name cowboy, for it. I don't know. Yeah. And um, so, you know, it's Oklahoma City. There's a rodeo every weekend. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, um so he threw down the, the challenge to him. He's like, well, meet me out at such and such. Cause you can just go sign up and ride, sign the waivers and ride. And I mean, they're not going to put you on the biggest bull in town and, yeah. and go for eight seconds. You know, I mean, it's, it's, you know, probably the old retired bulls that they toss you, you know, the beginners <laughs> on or whatever. So this dude got all the way up. He goes and blah, blah, blah. He's in the shoot, man. And, uh, no shit bows out. He's just like, Nope, not going to do it. He's like, <laughs> like, and I mean, I wasn't there for it. And I was, he's telling me this second hit later on over the week. He's like, Oh shit, man, you should have been there. I got all so-and-so he showed up and we put him in the, put him on the, put him on the saddle, got him in the chute. And then he, he right before the bell rung, he, tapped he was out. out, he tapped out, man. And I was, I was like, man, that's, you know, come on, you get that far, you go. Yeah, man. You know, man. Yeah. And uh, all you got to do is I, hold on. Uh, <laughs> it's that hold on part that's hard. That hold on part. <laughs> Anybody can uh, get on it. Yeah. It's that hold on part. That's funny. So, what'd yeah, you say, Whitey, to kick this off? You said a saying. You said me being from Boston. What? What was it you said? He wanted me. To, his idea was he he wanted to market me because this dude he did. Oh well, no, did you had stuff, saying uh, you said me being from Boston. I had no recollection or whatever it was you said. I've uh, well, Buck and Broncos. I had no, you know, I and I, I probably saw them on TV once or twice. You know, Why World of Sports used to, but I <laughs> I just didn't know anything about that. About well, this, it was funny because you said that that'd be a good T 
t-shirt slogan. <laughs> Me being from Boston, <laughs> well, I had we'll no to idea. And listen to it, man. But that was his, <laughs> he was like trying to get me into. It. He's like, man. He's like, I can teach, I can train you, and all this kind of stuff. And it would just be a good, uh, <laughs> well, he's good like, marketing thing to have this Yankee dude out here in the Wild West riding Bronx, you know. And I'm like, yeah, I'm probably not the right guy for that, you know. <laughs> Showing up dressed like John Travolta from Rhinestone Cowboy. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'd probably pay to, I'd, I'd pay to see that, though. You, know? you ever see a Buck and Bronco show? You hell, must have been Texas. Yes, I have. You know, and I wouldn't, those dudes are getting no, their ass literally beat. beat. <laughs> it, it's, I think, it, I mean, the scary part is when you get bucked off, it's that the horse is not like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not going to step on you. Yeah, like, he, comes back to, he comes back to stomp your dude, ass, he's, man. He is, he's like, hey, what the hell, you piece of crap? What do you put that string around my balls for? You know, isn't that how that lame frost dude isn't that how he died he got stomped on by a bull or something when he fell off oh, the eight second movie guy I, you know what i've never I seen that I, all i know is i could do a, <laughs> a horse before i'd ever do some big old pissed off bull it's got a, oh, geez, a yeah. big old yeah. cord tied around its balls uh-uh no it's funny, man. Joining yeah. the Navy, that's the last place in the world I thought I'd live, is, is Wild West Oklahoma. It's one of the reasons I didn't join the Air Force. I didn't want to be landlocked in the Midwest somewhere. But yeah. after taking the orders and going out there, I mean, it's uh, it, 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 was, it was a great tour. I, I really enjoyed it. And Gabe was out there. Gabe, Gabe was a Tacmo guy, too, yeah. uh, after he injured his back in 18s. Yeah. You know, that, that, that was a, uh, kind of a repository for... For ejection seat guys who hurt uh, themselves. <laughs> well, go, go, fly fly e, go fly E sixes, man. It's it's pretty relaxing. Um, yeah, it, it was you know red red dirt sailors is what they call you out there. <laughs> well, folks, you heard it here. Go to Nats in San Marcos and go ride a bull or a horse. <laughs> Sign the waiver. <laughs> Sign the waiver. And uh, a little closer to home. We have, uh, on October 22nd, we have MarauderCon, almost in our backyard. It's a little it's a little ways up northeast of us, but uh, I think we're all planning on still going, right? Yep. Yeah, man. So that should be a good time. They always put on a good show up there. I haven't been to it when it went to the new place that they're at now. The last one I went to was when it was at that uh, at that hotel. The Hilton. That, that's uh, yeah. Craig yeah. Bomber's uh, club that puts yep. that on. Yep. Yeah, it's another good show. Cool. All right, let's take a few minutes and hear from Darren about our Patreon. We, the geeks, would like to thank all of you, the listeners, for your continued support. We would also like to ask that if you enjoy listening to the show and would like to further support us in our endeavor to promote the scale modeling hobby, then please take a moment and head over to our Model Geeks Patreon page. There, you can donate anything from a dollar on up, and every penny goes to help offset our production costs. If Patreon isn't your cup of tea, then you can make a one-time donation by visiting our PayPal Me page. This can be done by simply clicking the heart icon at the top right corner of our homepage, and that will take you directly to our PayPal Me page. Please note, donations are not in any way a requirement. We will continue to work hard to deliver the best skill modeling content that we can. So, once again, I'd like to say thank you to you all for downloading and listening. All right. Thanks, Darren. 
All right, moving on. You know, hobby shop shout outs. I didn't have anything for a hobby shop shout out. So, you know, to our listeners, if you got a hobby shop you want us to mention, you know, hit us up on email or Facebook and let us know. And we will uh, we'll give them a shout out here on the show. Frontline Model Kits and Hobbies in Stanton. Awesome shop. There you go. Just give another, give another plug for that one because it's just, it even smells good in there. <laughs> it smells like a good old hobby shop. Yeah. Cool. And then uh, before we get into mail call, our tool and tip of the week comes from the boss himself, Darren D-Ran. And he said those ceramic exacto blades. He's like, not very good for cutting. But what he likes them for is for scraping seams. He said they're really good for scraping seams on parts. And uh, that's what he likes to use for that. I'd concur with him on that. Yeah. What you don't get with them is uh, you don't get that chatter. You know what I mean? Mm. Like sometimes when you're scraping a metal blade uh, yeah. along. Uh, yeah. Because they, they're going to have that flex in them. Yep. Those things stay uh, solid. You know, they're just going to ride along without any uh, skipping, I guess. Kind of a dumb question. I've never, I've never used them before, but I, I want to grab some. Where's the best place to grab them? Lionheart. Yeah, that's where. Uh, that's where I bought them from. Yeah, that's where uh, Whitey he, got his from. You, I'm sure oh, yeah, you can okay. find them. Yeah, online any Just anywhere. Google. I I, I, gotcha. I picked some picked some up from the uh, Lionheart folks out there at Nats. Well, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be there in uh, November yeah, for Thanksgiving, right? Hit them up. Yep. 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 Cool, we'll do. And uh, and before Darren went down to Chucks, he wanted us to mention that uh, he's got a video dropping here real soon on his Grumpy channel about painting instrument panels. And keeping with that, um, I've got some photos that I mentioned of the A6C in the last episode. And I've kind of been busy and forgot to get those on there. And as soon as we are done recording this, I will get on Facebook and I will put those on there. Hoorah. All right, now for our next segment, everybody's favorite, Mail Call. Mail Call! And the mail bag was pretty light this week, which, you know, we're saving it all up for Whitey, because everybody likes Whitey's northern vocals. (laughs) I like the mail because I get ideas to talk about. That is true, that is true. Because wrecking wrecking my noggin for ideas uh, for topics is... yeah. Well, this email that I'm about to read from Robert Johnson is a very good subject for a later episode topic. I'm taking note. Take notes. All right. Robert Johnson is normally a car guy, but he said he picked up the 172 scale Tamiya Skyray and a few other Tamiya and aircraft kits. And he's looking for advice on which one to do as a first aircraft kit. And he also had a question about nose weight other than the liquid gravity. All right, Scott, what you got? So I'll, I'll touch on the, just because I use that liquid gravity for the SU-27 and, you know, all the issues that I ran. I had to use it on the SU-27 and the roof. But I think the the key is, you know, I like to, to use a lead fishing weight. So go to a any tackle store and get like a variety from just the little pellets, little BBs uh, type of weights up to, you know, the they kind of look about the size of a grape or so. And you can um, you can use a set of pliers to mold the, 
the lead weight and kind of squish it and bend it and move it and compact it to, to get to fit into certain areas. Uh, but that's what I like to use. And just, I use, use like super glue or, and some plastic styrene to help secure the, the weights in the, the nose or whatever it's going to be. But yeah, I mean, I, I should have used more weight. I put weight into the roof. Um, I didn't obviously in the SU 27, but the liquid gravity stuff's pretty good. Um, it's just not as, it's just not as good as, uh, fishing weights. So lead fishing weights is what I like to use. I'll let you guys touch on, um, the different kits. Yeah. Also to add to the, uh, the weight question, um, your local Hobby Lobby or Michael's or craft store or anywhere the way they sell like the, um, the Cubs. Pinewood cars. Derby. Pinewood Derby cars. You know, yep. they make a variety of different shape weights. I actually, I just picked some up the other day for this T34 I'm building. And, um, you know, you, they're usually made to where you can break them off, like it, to, to have the size that you need. Uh, but again, you know, back up to Scott with the fishing weights, those things are awesome too. Uh, and I, one thing about uh, that I like about squeezing them, like flattening them out with a pair of pliers is, is uh, you create some grooves in them. And that super glue uh, will, will, will it just aids in those things uh, gripping, staying in place. Because it's not worse than having the, your, your weights bust loose and then rattling around in the damn bottle. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> or, Ask me how I know. Or it shows up in the cockpit some at some point, you know. <laughs> Uh, the other thing, uh, that 72 scale Tamiya Skyray, absolutely. What a great kit to, to jump into aircraft with is that right there. Um, you know, clean build, um, you're not going to have any headaches with it. Scheme wise, you know, it's a, it's a, you know, white on the side, gray up top, mask off the flight controls, uh, in accordance with the, with the instruction paint diagram and uh you know it's it's got to come out to look like a really nice uh really nice kit and if you want to jump onto aftermarket markings for them there's plenty of 70 second scale skyray decals out there or just roll with the kit kit selection um you know we we've talked about that in the past on what uh you know people coming back to the hobby or getting into the hobby or yep. if you want to get your buddy into the hobby don't hand them an old matchbox kit or an old ancient yeah. airfix kit that has crappy fit it's just going to turn someone off to the hobby i was going to say that's a good way to not yeah. grow the hobby you know <laughs> a 70 nice 72nd scale tamia kit you know of you know one of their more recent releases uh is going to is going to make someone have a an enjoyable experience building a model even you know hell give them a 48 scale kit yeah. you know one of one of their 48 scale golly spitfire or the the one hundred and nine Corsair, even, you know, their Corsair, uh, Spitfire, yeah. all the you know their their forty eight skill line of stuff is, you know the the fits great, you know and uh, yeah you don't want to give a beginner an eighty five dollar F fourteen A kit, you know that's probably <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, unless you have that kind of money to, to toss around, yeah. which, you know <laughs> amen to you there. And those new Airfix kits, those seventy two scale kits they have, those are nice kits too. Yeah. And their, their, yeah, and their line of um, 48-scale P51s are nice, too. I've got one over in the stash that I want to do at some point. I want to do the uh, Detroit Miss markings on it. Yeah, yeah. I've always liked that from the monogram boxing of that kit, or of those of those markings. Yeah, Detroit those markings. Miss. Yeah. Hmm. Cool, man. And so that was it for the mailbag. All right. Mail buoy is empty. It is. It's 
put back out there floating around. Thanks for writing in or dropping us a line on our Facebook page. And if you guys have questions, comments, or a show suggestion, or just want to say, hey, you know, keep up the good work, I'm tuning in, feel free to toss us an email at contact at modelgeekspodcast.com or you can reach us on our Facebook page. All right, now it's time for the main topic. And the main topic kind of goes with the new kits and stuff that are on the street. You know, we mentioned that it's a great time to be a model builder. Great time to be a modeler because all these cool kits are coming out. But I think for each one of us, there's a kit that has not come out yet that we would love for any manufacturer. Well, I won't say any manufacturer, but for a new tool, decent kit to come out. And I see Scott over there looking. And so, all right, Scott, go ahead, kick it off. What is your, like, what kit would you like to see come out? All right. So, um, if I had my magic wand and I could go knock on Mr. T's office and he said, congratulations, you are one bazillionth customer. I will make a model kit of any scale or any aircraft plane, any model of anything ever. You just tell me what it is and I'll do it. I would ask him to make a single seat, 30 second scale. GR1 Jaguar. That's what I would ask. Jaguar. Even, that's what I would do. I would ask for a, a Gulf War 30-second scale GR1 Jaguar. 32 okay. scale, that's what huh? I would. Uh, yeah. That thing would be yeah. nice, too. Man. Yep, they already make a 48-scale one. They don't make a... And I think it was... Uh, who was supposed to come out with... I thought somebody was working on... It might have been Trumpeter or... Hobby Boss or whoever it was was supposed to come out with a. Th- I saw the CAD drawings and some mock-ups. Everybody got all excited, and pfft, nothing. I think it was Trumpeter. So that would Trumpeter be, said they were going to. Yeah, do that. I think it was. That, yeah, that was that would be my wish. Would ask Big T to make a thirty-second scale Jaguar. I think I just think it would be. Oh man, it would be so cool. <laughs> or how about this? You're at a hobby shop, you pick up a box, it's got dust on it, you knock the dust off, and poof, the model genie appears. And he grants you three wishes for any three kits that you could have done. So you have to, you, do you have any, any others because uh, the Jaguar and anything else out there you would like to yeah, see? Yeah, yeah, I So, so I, the, a 30-second scale Mark 14, a Griffin engine Spitfire done just like the other 30-second scale Tamiya Spitfires, or, of course, a, a, a two-seat F-16. That's kind of a cheesy one because, of course, I think a lot of folks want a two-seat F-16. But, yeah, I would, uh, 48 scale, because that would be easy. Come on, man. Yeah. You know? I, only got to change one. Why, why that hasn't twist. happened yet is just I don't ridiculous. Know. It's like one sprue. Yeah. It's like you know printing I mean? money. Printing money. Anyway, but if but if but if Big T was like, I'm just going to do one for you, but it doesn't matter what it is, I'll do it. Be a 30 second scale Jaguar, go for all wept out and cool stuff. That's what I would. That's what I would ask for. Yeah, man, for Christmas. <laughs> anyway, Whitey, what about you? I know you and I have uh, one 
Yeah, we, we definitely no surprise there. Uh, <laughs> we 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 got into this topic the other night uh, during our Facebook Live too, and I threw down a couple of suggestions. And whenever this topic gets tossed out on a forum or something like, it garners a lot of uh, response because yeah. we all do have our our wish lists in our head. Yep. And um, yep, yep, yep. And you know, in talking earlier about the new releases and how it's such a great time to be in the hobby with with all the high quality kits that are coming out and hitting the, hitting the streets, um, you know, and then you can look back over the last couple of years, stuff that was on either my own personal wish list or others out there that have come into fruition. There's so many, uh, I mean, just sitting here, I was just jotting down stuff that has come out in the last few years, you know, 48 scale E2s, C2s, decent T38s, um, ICM with the Beaufort, uh, the uh, A26 line that they have kick in. Yeah. Uh, Kitty Hawk, you know, quality be damned, but I mean, you know, the, the subject matter that they, that they're willing to, to, to give to us, the Cougars, yeah, they really, the Furies. Yeah. I mean, a two seat yeah. Cougar who, you know, TF9, godly. Um, yeah. And then, you know, these Ukrainian companies, man, you know, models vit with the F82 and the P51H, um, uh, you know, so all these, a lot of these subjects, uh, in my, you know, were, were on my personal wish lists. You know, going back ten, five, ten years, that are all out there on the streets now. You know, readily available. Um, you know, and and from you know, well, what's not available or what what hasn't come yet? You know, golly, I could, I got a list of that going too. <laughs> you know, but if, if, if so. So if Mr. T said, I'll, I'll grant you one wish, one, and it can't be a 48 scale P3, <laughs> what would you, what would you, what would you wish for? I would, I would wish to die. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Roger that because you knew that was going to be my answer. Uh, yep. I, I would like to see a, a 48 yeah, yeah, scale yeah, P3. Yeah. I don't think Tammy would be the company to do it regardless. I think if anyone out there in the market right now is going to do it, I could see something like that coming from like ICM. I mean, they're pushing yeah. the envelope or HK. You know, they have their yeah. uh, Lancaster, the uh, B17s that they've come out with. Um, oh yeah, you know, so somebody that's doing uh, large scale uh, plastic kits. I could, I could, you know, I, Tamia. That's not really their genre. Um, if Ravel Monogram was still kicking around, pr- probably them. Uh, so going along that line, yeah, sure, okay, forty-eight scale four engine stuff. Do do me a P3, sure. Okay, but if we're talking from Big T, I'm I'm walking in the office, yeah. uh, I'm bowing down respectively and greeting, you know. <laughs> as yeah, they, he says, "I give as you." As they do, I'll give you one. Um, yeah, F11 F Tiger. Yeah, oh, that'd be a oh, you know. Yeah. I mean, they've done the you know. We just talked about their Sky Ray. They done they've done that in 48 scale. The A11 Sky Raider in 48 scale. The Phantoms in 48 scale. You know, their their line of Navy stuff is pretty. Uh, is pretty heavy, you know. So Tomcats, the the, the Tomcats, exactly. Like you know, so the F eleven. I, I kind of get why something like that hasn't happened because I I actually, I thought Kitty Hawk would have kicked one of those out when they were when they yeah. were around. Yep. I'm with um, you. You know, just because they were giving you the Demon and the Furies and the um, the Cougars, you know, it just kind of made sense that they'd roll with that. You know, continue with that era of naval aviation. Uh, even maybe even a cutlass, you know, that's, that's one I would like to see in, in, in a decent kit. Um, that Halby craft kit is just not up to par. 
Uh, so an F11 F Taga, I think that would be that that'd be a nice kit from them. Um, yeah, that would be. I, I agree. That yeah. would be. I would. I'd buy a couple of them for sure. It's just. It's just a it's cool, cool looking jet. Cool There's aircraft. lots of cool yep. marking options out yep. there. Um, outside of that, you know, yeah, the list could, you know, okay, maybe not from Tamiya. So, you know, I mentioned the other night the RF-8 Crusader. You know, yeah, it was one of mine, the, yeah. a, a and the G version. Uh, and what a C else? too, uh, because there's no yeah, uh, there's, exactly. there's no C like, out some, there. Some of the C C version, man. You know yeah. why? Why? You know those were used in Vietnam, weren't they? The C or was that prior to? Um, I think the first couple cruises there were still C models. I think so. Around. Yeah. Um, here's a one too. You know, going back to four engine stuff, uh, four engine heavies, uh, a privateer. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. You know, there's the Coster. Yeah. Uh, conversion out there that that's really a you know you got to have some serious modeling skill to pull that one off lone star model just kicked out uh, a conversion or maybe is that a that's a full kit that they do i believe uh that M- mike west down there um you know but a full eject injection molded kit of, of of a privateer i mean would it be a big seller you know that's kind of what you're looking at right if you're in the biz yeah i i, I mean who knows, you know, but again, that would be a subject I could see like Monogram Ravel doing back in the eighties and nineties, you know, when they were, when they were kicking live and, and, and releasing large scale kits like they were, but you know, nowadays, who, I mean, who knows? It, I mean, I, you know, and I wonder like, just say again, cause I think we all go with, you know, Tamiya just because it's the quality and easy yeah, build yeah. and the perf- perfect fit and all that, you know, but, um, what if they did like an A6? I mean, that would be yeah, 48 yeah. scale Ooh, yeah. A6. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, I think it would be a huge seller or even an A7, you know? Right, right. Uh, yeah. Or F111. Yep. <laughs> you, know? you know? Yeah. It's just, you could name a whole bunch of stuff, but it's just, you know, it's. it's or oh, his, you know, something you know, to bring it more reasonably sized F86, F86As. Yeah. Yeah. You know, with that, yeah. you remember we were checking that out up at the museum, that Uvda Hazy, that weird uh, front windscreen that they have. Um, yeah. That is, yeah, it is odd. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, and... Um, Wasn't the F- F-A-6A just a... Uh, talk about the Navy one, right? No, no, no. Air Force. Oh, okay. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. My bad. A model. I mean, they've um, got the MiG-15 if they had an F-86. Right. And that's where, you know, you kind of would think, like, you know? okay, you have this great MiG-15 kit out. Well, you know, what's its counterpart, you know? Bam. Yeah, it would make sense. You know? F-86H, yeah. that's another kit that hasn't been kitted yeah. outside of, uh, I have the Collect Air kit, resin, uh, which was a uh, a chore to, to build. Um, but nobody does nobody does a uh, a kit of that at all. I mean, Special Hobby did a 72 scale one. And, um, you know, again, why they didn't upscale to the 48 who knows? You know, that's another company that they do a lot of stuff in 72nd scale that, you know, you sit back and you hope, yeah. oh, man, I hope these guys do a 48 scale. And then they, they you know, it doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it is, you know, it's kind of, uh, you know, you can sit here and, and, and marvel at all the new stuff that's out there, all the great, you know, the high quality of kits, too, uh, that are out there. But you can still come up with so many more subjects, you know. So to think, you know, the hobby is dying is just not. Yeah, it's it's not, you know. And um, and if you're a kit manufacturer, 
you know, the possibilities of cranking out more new stuff is, is, is there in, you know, and, and again, I got ICM, I, you know, had hats off to them, you know, the, the O2, uh, that they kicked out, uh, the OV 10 Bronco kits that, the, that they have out there on the streets, you know, um, yeah, sure. There was subjects in the past that those, those things have been kitted in the past, but to bring them up to today's standards, you know, is, is what they're doing. And, and that's, it, if I'm a kit manufacturer, that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm looking back at what was, you know, and Kitty Hawk kind of was doing it too with, you know, they're looking back at the monogram, uh, century series, you know, they, they did a one one they did a, a one Oh six, you know, w- would, would they have done a one Oh two if they stayed around? Probably, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to tell. And here we are. We're just know. talking airplanes. Question. Yeah. Imagine the, the, oh, yeah. the stuff that's <laughs> out there for the ship guys that are on their wish lists. Or guys, cars you know, too. The the car stuff, guys. You know, all, all the different yeah. stuff. I mean, you know, on this show we speak airplanes because that's what we, uh, you know, we, we kind of know, uh, it's what we build. And, and I, I'm sure people, you know, there's probably, you know, folks out there, that, you know, Hey, these guys are listening to all these new kits that are coming out this month and, and they haven't even touched on it. Well, we'll leave that up to the armor guys to, to, to cover. You know, let's open it up to our listeners too. You know, shoot us an email or let's hit us up on Facebook. You know, what are your three kits that you would like to see? Yeah. Put that know, in the, on, uh, on your wish list. On, throw it out, throw it out there on the geek shack. There you go. One kid I would like to see, and I'm kind of surprised they haven't done it yet, but an E1 Tracer. Oh, man. See? We, well, because we, was, we, were, we were beating up on old we were, Mr. Man. Kinetic. <laughs> <laughs> we were politicking hard for that. That in the C, the C1 as well. Yeah, dude. Like, you know, we were like, dude, all you have to do is cut a new fuselage. You know? The the E1B, a little bit more extensive tooling going yeah. on there. But um, Cause I think know, but, that... Collect there had an E one E one B out for a while, and that yep. one's hard to find. Good luck yep. trying to find it. And then if and, you do, it's gonna be how much? Oh yeah, five hundred bucks. Yeah. But that bat on the tail for uh, I forgot VAW it was, but on the top it has on the top of the radome it has that bat. Yeah man, kind of fills that was the whole VAW top of twelve. The... There you go. Yeah, that'd yeah, be kind of I mean... cool. And you know what too we need is an updated A seven family too. Yeah, A seven A, A seven B, C, D, E, even you, even the ones for the Air Force. You know, you got to include the Air Force and things. I, mean, I guess Hobby Boss just <laughs> did their line of them. And they did. They did the. You know, I've got the um the TA seven, which yeah. I wanted to do a uh, Navy one, or no, excuse me, I want to do a Greek one, and the Greek one. You know, the Greeks were the uh, ex Navy ones. And so I the boxing that I have is their Air Force boxing because they did an Air Force and a Navy boxing, I do believe. Yep, they did. Yep. And the only one I could ever find was the Air Force boxing. So like, all right, I'll get the Air Force one. I'll just do a an Air Force one. But then I got to looking at the parts inside the box, and they give you the parts for the Navy TA seven C as well. Cool. Yeah. So you just have to know what parts not to use for you know because like the uh, for the Air Force version, you get the uh, their re- aerial refueling system. Yeah, you it's don't get be the drogue on the top. You get the top of the wing section. Yeah, different. Um, Cat Four resin. They come out with a because I know people squawked about the intake on those Hobby Boss line of A sevens, and they have a fix for it. Cat Four resins. They uh, do they really? Yep, yep. They have uh It's like an entire, um, not the entire Ford fuselage, but the lower the intake section. Um, and you, you cut and mate their second, you know, it's available okay. out there. I saw it on eBay. 
but then there was somebody was building one. They had in process photos. Going oh, really? On. So it looks like a nice clean fit. I mean, their nice. resin stuff's cast really nicely too. So, well, know, it's so, like that uh, that thirty two scale trumpeter A seven E that they have. The uh, the nose is messed up on it. Yeah, and I know Zach the man. He had a, a correction for it. But I guess he quit doing it because he was having a hard time getting the windscreen to come out right, and so oh, yeah, man, he yeah, put man. that on the um the back burner until he could figure out a better way to get the the windscreen done. And if you have one of those in your stash, you can no no kidding, you can get a five hundred dollar bill for that sucker today, if not more. That's how like hard hard to find in demand that nose correction is, and that's probably why you don't see a lot of thirty two scale A sevens at contests and stuff i can't say that i've ever seen yeah i haven't seen one yeah and everybody always squawks about the intake and that nose in the front part of the fuselage i think this i mean trumpeter makes uh they make the the air force version and they had they make the i guess the older style a7 I've, i've just never seen one in like desert storm like the tps colors you know just the 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 standard the gloss gold gray over white uh but yeah i mean i, I i've never i've never even seen one at a show i've never even seen yeah. one bill 30 second scale one yeah yeah no, yeah me either man yep. f8 i saw an f8 before yeah. that looked pretty good but i've never seen an a7 hmm. just yeah and i would think weird crazy one more kit i would like to see would be a nice 48 scale fairly gannet Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That old British ASW airplane yeah. with the funky folded wings, where the wingtips fold and the wing folds, and oh yeah, <laughs> I think yeah. that would be an airfix uh, subject. That's right. Oh up there yeah, it's right in their wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah, man. Come on, guys, airfix, do it. it classic airframes had their kit, and I hear mm-hmm. you know it's 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 probably a chore to build. Uh, oh, yeah. Didn't Trumpeter have one in seventy two scale? I believe so. Yeah, I think yeah, it was Trumpeter, right? Mm-hmm. Wonder how that kit builds up. Which that would meet the geeks rules criteria. Ugly airplanes. Ugly airplane. <laughs> and Ugly functional airplanes. <laughs> there you go. ASW, no other scale. You know, it's not a forty eight scale one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean if there's no other scale, then you're you're covered. You're good. Yeah. You're not breaking any any rules. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But and you you did talk earlier too about uh you know Jet Mads kicked around the idea of a yes. 48 scale P2 Neptune. No, I think it's 32nd scale. Hold on, I'll pull up their website well, right now to get the yeah. correct information. I I think a 48 48 scale P2 would be pretty slick too, man. Oh yeah, because I think their whole line is um 32 scale. Like they're it coming is, out the thirty second scale Learjet. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say the C twenty one. Yep. They have one coming. Well, they got a on their website, as soon as you go on their main banner, the one thirty second scale X three stiletto is sold out. Hmm. And so under their uh what's next? You, yeah, they're and that Learjet looks sharp, man. Yeah, that C twenty one looks really good. Hopefully they'll They'll no kidding. I think come out with a one eighteen scale. Yeah, I know, right? A four, man. Yeah, I'm just that's that's pretty neat. It's big, <laughs> but man, it would look cool. Pulling that off and making it not look like a toy would be the thing. Yeah, it's the whole key, right? 
Yeah. Like I've got that 118 scale FW190. I mean, it is, it is, it is huge, man. Yeah. And, uh, but it is, it's, it's neat. I, I want to do it. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll start that. Who makes that? Maybe what I'll kid start is that? that next? Hobby Boss. It's nice. I even got some, uh, I found some, because I, I think it was Airscale makes a cockpit set for oh, it. Oh, yeah. So it has updated instrument panel and, um, side consoles and some other cool stuff. And then, but it didn't come with any seatbelts or buckles or anything. But I found some 118 scale um, buckles from some guy on Etsy, printed them out for like a NASCAR. Yeah. But it has all the cool looking, like the correct buckles for, you know, like that I could do a 118 scale, you know, strap set for an FW190. So I was like, well, I, I might actually jump in and do it. It's big though. I mean, it's it's uh, it's, it's hang it from the ceiling huge. like yeah, you did when you were a kid. I imagine it's pretty huge. Yep. I mean, a one twenty four yeah, scale one is big. So I mean, geez. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you know, so manufacturers, you know, they're coming out with all these cool, these cool air, you know, these cool kits. And going back to Jet Mads, they opened up the X three Stiletto for pre orders, and they only do five hundred copies of each, and the Stiletto is sold out. They have a 132nd FH1 Phantom due out, it says, later in 2022. That's another one I'd like to see in 48 scale. What, wow, what scale is the yeah. one they're doing? 32. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know, wow. Navy's first jet. Nobody makes yep. a kit of it in 48 scale. And that's all they have on their... Uh, they had other ones on there before. I guess they, they pulled them down. Yeah. But, yeah, those are some of the ones they got coming out, so... Yeah, the FH1 cool. Phantom, uh, Collector, they, they did one in 48 scale. And again, good luck finding it. And if you do, you're going to pay through the nose. There's some oh, yeah. 72 scale kits of it out there. But, uh, you know, just from a naval aviation history perspective, you know, I'm like, man, that's a kit I, I'd, I'd like to have in my collection, man. And I'll tell you, like I, like I said earlier, I got that Jet Mads 588 Skystreak. And when they sh- shipped it to me, it was in a box, you know, bubble wrap and all that stuff. But, that sucker, they could have just stuck a postage label on the box and sent that sucker through snail mail and it would have arrived not not a scratch on it. Because when because like I said earlier, you know, they got some of their stuff is resin and some of their stuff is three D printed. Yeah. Well, their box is lined with it's like a, it's foam and they have each section is cut out. So all the 3D printed parts, they just fit in upside down and they're packed in foam. And you could drop kick that sucker and you wouldn't mess anything up. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, it's that sturdy. And I was like, man, that's pretty cool. But yeah, they only do 500 copies of each. So, so get the pre-order or else you're SOL. Yep, that's it. But man, you know, it's a, good year to, it's a good time to be a model builder. Yeah, we're living in the golden age, fellas. I mean... No kidding. It's unreal, the quality of kits that we're getting. Yep. And it's like you said, it's for everything, too. Armor, auto, yep. you know, cars, ships, figures, too, right? Are they coming up with some, like, figures and... Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, all kinds of stuff. I mean, there's plenty out there and coming out to tickle your fancy and to spin your prop. I mean, I remember, you know, back in the, I guess, mid-'80s when I got my first Tasigawa 
kit, which was a uh, the F4G, and they had their little pilots with their separated helmets and heads yeah. with the O2 mask that came off of you know you're just like whoa you know it's just just mind blowing you know and then you look at now that that latest F35 pilot from Tamiya and it's just unbelievable how accurate yeah. and detailed you know it's really cool I wonder if they it's 3D awesome. scanned a guy I don't know probably, probably yeah. I mean that kind of detail <laughs> man <laughs> wow yeah and it looks I mean it, it just looks it looks really nice yeah I'm anxious to grab put my hands on one of those and get started on it you know you mentioned got to figure out how I'm going to paint it yeah <laughs> and you mentioned too your first Hasegawa kit was the uh was the the F4 right F4G yep the F4G yeah my first yep. one that I ever built and it was because we just couldn't afford them was the 48 scale A70 intruder for or not intruder yeah God dang it uh Corsair yeah the the A7 Corsair, and yeah. it was the VA15 Valiance boxing. Yeah, yep, some that cool artwork. My, cool my first ever yep. Hasegawa kit. Yep, yeah, man. Well, you heard it here, folks. Plenty of new kits out there, so you got no excuses not to find anything you want to build because there's a plethora of kits out there and new kits coming out. <laughs> a plethora. A plethora. Yeah, like the Mojo guy say, so many kits. So little time. Sorry. And not man, enough money. Steal that from you. Yeah. <laughs> I still, we need to put on the back of the t shirt, we've got to have um, life's too short to build shitty kids. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. true. <laughs> and that sounds great. You get a, you, you almost have to go look for shitty kids. Yeah. You know? I'm like, let but, me go get a Lindbergh. But here's here. funny though. When you go to a show, what are you like you looking for? You're kind of looking for those old crappy kids that we used to build in our younger years. <laughs> there you is know, that, like, oh, look at this, you know. man. I found the monogram yeah. 48B17. Oh, I'm going to get this, yeah. you know? And it's like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. Holding nostalgia so thing. Funny. It does. But the, I'm a sucker for that box art, man. You get some of those old monogram yeah. kits, you know, the, the F100s or the 105s or, you know, any of the Century series or some of the older props. You're just like, I'm buying them for the box. Now that you know? would be an interesting subject if somebody was to come out with a 48 scale Century Series jets. Well, I mean, like say, yeah. Trump, Trumpeter yeah. and Kitty Hawk, you know, have touched on them. Yeah, but like, like even Hasegawa, if Hasegawa was to do it, because I don't think Mr. T would yeah. do those. But I can see Hasegawa coming. Hasegawa's got the F-104 in 48 scale. Sure. You know, and those little monogram kits, like people knock them because they're raised panel lines, but shape wise, they were the most accurate ones out there. Pretty awesome. Yeah. And, yeah. and they you still know, build you, up good. Yeah. Look at the one, you know, Spencer Pollard. Yep. You know, there he, you go. Banging them out and they, they just look fantastic. They, Takes they you back to your childhood. Nice yeah. Take you back to your childhood. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I guess that's going to about wrap up the show for this week. And before we go, I'd like to take the time to thank our amazing sponsors, Detail and Scale, Furball, Aero Design, Tamiya, Sprue Brothers, and all the listeners out there, because it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be doing this. Amen. So thank you for everything you do, whether you you know you contribute to the Patreon or not, or you just interact with us on Facebook. 
We thank you and it is greatly appreciated. Well, fellas, that's it. Episode 43 is in the books. 43. Is it really 43? Yeah, not yeah, bad, man. We're, we're developing crazy, man. quite the catalog. Is that what they call it? The catalog of all the episodes? <laughs> yeah. We'll have to do like a, like a, our 50th. And I'll do like, oh, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Oh, man. We'll have to hit it up, yeah. you know, hit up the boss when he doesn't go down the chocks. Yeah, man. And he can't join us on the mission. <laughs> <laughs> then good, man. It goes, it's flying by. You know, I wish, I, I'm sure, I don't know, speak for everybody. I wish I could just do this instead of have to work. Oh, I know. You know, can you imagine if this was our job? We just did this. That'd be nice. Model geek stuff. That'd be good. Then Build that, models and do podcasts. Yeah. Then I wouldn't have the house I have or the car I have. Yeah. Or I mean, nice yeah, you, ramen we, we probably could do it, but it would be living off that Navy retirement, which doesn't really. No. Yeah. <laughs> be living in <laughs> a van <laughs> down by the river. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, cool. I hope everybody enjoyed listening to the show as much as we enjoyed sitting here discussing our hobby that we all love. And we want to thank you for making us a part of your valuable bench time, whether you're going to work or you're working out or whatever, you know. And we hope you can join us for our next podcast. But for now, be excellent to each other. Keep your sprues empty and get out there and build something out from the geeks. See ya. All right. Good night, everybody. Take it easy. Later, everybody.